Welcome to the Ask Genesis podcast. This is a podcast to help the people of Genesis Community Church go deeper into each week's sermon. Each week we talk with the teaching pastor of that week and ask more details about the biblical text. If you have a question that comes up, you can email info at genesiscommunity.church. Just put in the subject line, Ask Genesis Podcast. You can also write down any questions you may have during the sermon and drop those in the offering boxes in the back. This week, I sat down with Patrick. We talked about Titus 1, 1 through 9. The main context of that passage was elders in the church. Patrick listed out all the elders for our church, and we talked about why church eldership matters. We also talked about how important it is to know our elders. And then Patrick and I went on to have an awesome conversation that didn't get recorded because my recorder stopped working. I blame it on the tech. No, just kidding. It was a user error. Uh, I blame myself. I will learn these things. (laughs) So because our episode abruptly stops after about 13 minutes or so, please bring any questions that you may have um, that you'd like to ask our elders to our family meeting that will be held right after church service on this coming Sunday. The elders want to give everyone the opportunity to ask any questions that you'd like to. So uh, come in and join us for that. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Cool. All right. We are rolling. Patrick, right. thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to you. <laughs> welcome to your project. Oh my goodness, yes. Well, welcome everyone. And this week we are going to tackle, we started a new series, Titus. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to, I want to read the text, Titus 1, 1 through 9 is what you taught this week. And then I want to ask a few um, specific things, kind of dive in a little bit. So here's the text. Verse 1 says, Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness and hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began and at the proper time manifested in his word through the preaching with which I haven't been entrusted by the command of God our Savior, to Titus, my true child in a common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Then we get into the heart of uh, what you talked on Sunday a lot about. This is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination, For an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught um, so that he may be able to give instruction and sound doctrine and also be to rebuke those who contradict it. So that was the heart of the passage was kind of church leadership, right. elders, um, and things like that. So what I first wanted to do is people that might have been visiting our church or people that even since the merger, since we kind of have three cultures kind of coexisting right now, mm-hmm. it might be good for us just to outline like who our elders are, mm-hmm. first of all. Yeah. Um, there was an email that went out to the church today that listed those guys, but mm-hmm. maybe you could just go through and list who are the elders, current sitting elders right now of our church, and um, and just start there. And then maybe talk briefly, like, where maybe your history of, like, 
the guys that were from Genesis and the guys that came from faith. Right. Just give us a brief overview of like who are right. sitting, our sitting elders right. at our church. Uh, so there's myself, obviously, coming from um, what was planted as Genesis Church, you know, mm-hmm. almost six years ago, and uh, and then Matt Brantner, worship pastor, uh, Roosevelt Wilson, and Johnny Rowe, my dad, who were all coming from Genesis Church. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, in addition, two other elders who were a part of um, the church meeting at this location, Faith Community Bible Church, Galen Blom and Russ Taylor. So those are the six elders. Um, And then in addition, our team also includes Billy Scheel, who's our church planting resident and an elder in training. Mm -hmm. And then Matt Akers, who's an elder in training. And Matt oversees all of our missions, international outreach kind of stuff. Cool. Yeah. So that's the team. Cool. And it seems like from just this passage and kind of the, the trajectory of the New Testament, Church leadership is very important mm-hmm. in order. Like even you mentioned, Crete was a kind of a rough place. Yeah. But uh, what did you call it on Sunday? You called it the, the biker joint of nations. The biker joint of nations. <laughs> it's like just Harley Davidson. Right. Lots of leather. <laughs> just lots of black leather. <laughs> so you can imagine a place with lots of leather. Mm-hmm. They need order. Right. right. Yeah. Any place with that much leather needs lots of order. <laughs> so you need leadership to bring the order, and I think that's <clears throat> that's one of the reasons that. Obviously, Paul is leaving um, Titus there to put things into order, to mm-hmm. appoint men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of thought, it, it kind of lends itself to the idea that the church in Crete was a very young church, probably. Right, yeah. They needed order. They were getting, needed establishment. Mm-hmm. Same with our church. Um, you know, we are technically a pretty, I mean, we've been going, but we need, we're pretty much a young church. Mm-hmm. And so having these guys kind of set up this order and structure for us, I mean, how important is that for what, where we currently are and what we're trying mm-hmm. to do as a church? Right. Well, I mean, you know, it's the kind of the way God just designed things in general, not even just specific to the church, but like a something, something that doesn't have any leadership is just directionless because somebody's got to be out front saying, you know, we're going this way. Mm-hmm. And so the distinction within the church is that those are elders and that's a specific office and role that's created for men of a certain level of Christian maturity mm-hmm. who can keep saying, you know, just like any leader does, hey, we're headed this way. Yeah. But that that way is always towards Jesus, to obedience to his commands mm-hmm. and his mission mm-hmm. and these kinds of things. So it's just having people out front who are leading out in a in a really Christ centered mission. And um and if you don't have that, then what is the mission? Yeah, it's kind of yeah, up yeah, for grabs yeah. at that point. Right, <laughs> it's right, like, right. Uh, and that's where you get uh, where I think a lot of churches who aren't elder led get into trouble is who's going to define what the mission of the church is. Mm-hmm. If you have faithful elders, then they're letting Jesus define that mission mm-hmm. and lead people in that. But if you don't have that kind of leadership, then it's really kind of a shot in the dark and you're so, just hoping you hit it right. And is that, so that's something that you guys talk about often as leaders. I mean, as elders, when you guys meet is what direction are we headed and oh, what, yeah. what kind of things does our church need to address? And oh, that yeah. Kind of stuff? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So. For sure. I, mean, yeah. I think it's good for people to know because not everybody probably assumes that right. these guys, these men that you just told us who they are, are yeah. having these conversations regularly. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. When so. to kind of pull the curtain back, uh, I mean, we meet every Thursday night mm-hmm. 
and um, and we talk about things that are happening in the church now, things that are coming up, things that have already happened, and we're mm-hmm. trying to work through and understand like what does the Lord want? Does would He have us do something different or do the same? And we always have the scriptures at the center of all those discussions and helping us understand. So nobody ever, I mean, around a, a table of elders, at least for our church, mm. n- nobody is really, this may sound weird at first, but it's like, you're not allowed to just throw ideas and options and opinions out unless you've got some scriptural basis for it. That's good. Um, yeah. And when I say you're not allowed, I don't mean it's like some big buzzer is going to go off, but like, <laughs> like somebody's going to be like, well, what, why? What do you mean? Yeah. Or what, what is it that's inspiring that, you know, or, or drawing your heart in that way? And, uh, and I mean, for the most, I, I mean, well, I can say confidently, I've, I've never had a time sitting around the elder table where somebody was suggesting something that was just like unbiblical. So that's, that's not yeah. an issue for us. Yeah. But, um, but we're always regularly, openly talking about why. What, what is it that the Bible says mm-hmm. That would cause us to want to go in that direction or lead in that way or make that kind of decision. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's I mean that's the basis of all of our leadership. It's yeah, just that's good. Leading the church and obeying the Bible. Well, that's really good. And the the main one of the main themes here is uh, elders that are above reproach. <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically, elders that people can't bring charges against, mm-hmm. right? And so. Um, they must be above reproach. They should be, um, the commentary said that they should be worthy of imitation. Mm-hmm. And that's mainly because one of your points on Sunday was that these attributes that he's listing here, they're attributes of Jesus. Right. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, even if, if especially if men are supposed to be elders, right? It's mm-hmm. not like women can't read these these attributes and be yeah. like, I want to do this, or people that aren't elders should read this and, and be mm-hmm. like, I want to be this. So I think that was a big point of yours is that this is not just a, a text to elders, but this is a text to everyone in the church. Yeah. Well, I mean, this this is a text to, I mean, to be really specific about mm-hmm. it yeah. and, and be in the context of these verses, this is a text that's written to an elder to find more elders. So okay, Titus, what are you looking for? We mm-hmm. need we need elders appointed in every town or every church where the gospel has been planted in Crete. What are you looking for in a guy's life, in his character, so that you can recognize him and really begin to pray, like, is this who the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. has decided should be an elder over this local body? And um, so, yeah, it to find someone who's above reproach, that level of character, when you say like, somebody who you can't bring an accusation against him, it's like, well, you could, except that you wouldn't have anything really substantial to base that on. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't find people to agree with you on it. You know, like maybe you got that impression from him or something, but if you start asking around, people would be like, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I feel yeah. like he's solid, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because there's the general reputation of a guy who like really loves God mm-hmm. and loves his family well and loves his community, his church and all those things. So... Yeah, it's it's not that nobody could, but like Paul says elsewhere, nobody should bring a charge against an elder unless there's two or three witnesses. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Th- it's got to be like there's something going on. Well, there's something to that that I think is worthy of talking about too because a lot of what you're saying is in order to bring an ac- accusation against someone or even to question leadership, like you really have to know your leadership, mm-hmm. right? And even 
sitting here right now, it's like there's a there's new guys on the team mm-hmm. that I don't personally know very well. Mm-hmm. So how do we as a congregation, how are you guys as an as a team of elders being accessible mm-hmm. to the body? Like if we wanted to get to know you guys better, mm-hmm. like what how open are you? I'm just kinda asking a general question here, right. just an open ended thing, but like how open are you guys to to I mean, is that like you know what I mean? Like how do we get to right. know you guys? That's yeah. Kinda, you know. Yeah, well I mean some of it is pretty obvious. I mean, we're all at church on Sunday. Yeah. And nobody's hiding. There's we yeah. we don't have the kind of culture where elders are kind of in green rooms, mm-hmm. you know, popping mm-hmm. in and out as they're preaching and that kind yeah. of stuff. Right. Everybody's among the congregation. It'd and be available. cool to have a green room at some point. Well, I'm just saying, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So in in that way, I mean, you my phone number is known by people. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. And there's you, we don't have any elders who aren't highly yeah. accessible in that way just in the kind of normal way that everybody else is we mm-hmm. all see each other at least once a week you know mm-hmm. most of our elders if not all of them are in community groups or leading community groups yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's other ways where we have to be more intentional because not right. everybody's you know just not walking everybody's gonna up. do that right not everybody's right. going to do that so um, so in terms of those other ways I mean we uh, have like a meeting coming up this Sunday that's just like Q and A with the elders, you know, mm-hmm. and if and if we're not trying to control that environment with like here are your questions that you can ask us, right, you know, yeah, the approved questions, yeah, right, here's yeah some approved questions. Um, it's just like you know, here we all are. What's on your hearts? What do you what do you need from us? What do you want to know? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, other ways, I mean, I I don't know, I I don't know how how we can be more accessible than to be really do you think people need to reach out more to you guys like do you find that people are reaching out to you and wanting um, to set up meetings and hangouts and getting to know I mean, you I'm, or no i don't i mean i'm meeting with people all the time but yeah. it's not like well i mean i say that this last week i had two meetings with people who just wanted to get to know me get to know the church better because they're new yeah so that's i mean that's exactly what you're talking about yeah, like yeah, somebody yeah. reaching out yeah, and yeah. um I think so, that's partly a, like the beauty of being a part of a smaller church too, is you have that opportunity. Yeah. Because we say all that you say all the time, or I've heard people, you know, in leadership say that, like you guys will be responsible mm-hmm. for your people, mm-hmm. right? So like, um, so if you're going to be responsible for someone, it makes sense that that person would know you, and right. like you would know them and have a context for that. Yeah, I mean that's I mean? pretty necessary. It's, um, it's it's hard to imagine how you could be really faithfully leading a congregation of people leading even even down to the individual level like how can i be leading a person and be caring for their soul right. as a shepherd yes but i like can't remember their name right. you know because it's just like somebody i see and kind of make you know handguns at yeah once a week or something which is part of the reason why 